Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, Pro Bowl quarterback Gus Farad joining us on video chat this morning. How about that? Uh, when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I think that Coach Reed does a great job of, of you know, understanding who his weapons are for, for Patrick Mahomes and letting them run routes, letting them do things that they're really good at. I think that every defensive coordinator is calling the Saints right now and trying to figure out how they can beat the Buccaneers as well. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Good morning, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show and Canadian sports fans around the world. We are live. It is episode number 414 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. For the longest time, I was trying to figure out who Gus Farratt reminds me of with his dialect okay. and sound, a way of speaking. It's Craig Dickinson. Oh, wow. The head coach of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So when, when Gus Farratt joins us later on today, the uh, Pro Bowl quarterback from the National Football League, 15-year veteran, do you see if... He reminds me of Craig. Okay, Dickinson. I'm going to pay more attention. Yeah. So uh, welcome, everybody. We're coming to you from the bunker from Western Canada. RP here. The moose there. Do you have your moose? I don't. Do I need to go oh. get it? I need to go get well, it. Well, we have several breaks. Okay. We got a gift from one of the viewers, one of our P1s, and it's a moose, and you're going to want to see it. We've got it haltered downstairs. That's tied up to the wall. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, well, that's, we'll hook him in. We'll trot him in. For yeah. watching later on. The moose. Uh, yeah, and also on the program today, besides Gus Farratt, we've got former NFLer and CFLer Brandon London from Giants TV in New York. I think he's hanging his hat in Los Angeles now. And also the longtime assistant general manager of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and former director of player personnel of the Toronto Argonauts, Ted Govea, is going to be with us on the program, too. I'm very much looking forward to that. We've got a lot to get to. You've been on a call all morning long, so you didn't hear what I this list that I have in my hot little hands here. Not a clue. Before we get to the quick six show topics, we were talking about how we're live across all 10 provinces in 31 states. Do you want to know the markets of which we are in? Aha. Wouldn't this be cool? This would be cool. And if you are watching in America, by the way, and you don't hear your state or city announced, send us a text message, please, on the Prairie Mobile text line. Put up the number, if you don't mind, Jordan, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. Are you ready? ready. <gasps> Here's where we are on Game Plus. I bet you the cats in Toronto opping this show really want to know, too. Maybe they already know. I don't know. But on the Optimum Cable Service, we are in New Jersey, New York City, and Connecticut. On the Buckeye Cable Service, all across Ohio... Toledo, Cincinnati, Cleveland, as well as Detroit, Michigan. Whoa. There's a cup, there's a few duplicates here. Uh, Chantel cable all through Virginia. On Sudden Sudden Link, Altus Cable, New Jersey and New York City. HTC cable all across South Carolina. So hello to our friends in South Carolina. Cool. And also RCN cable. We are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. Hey, President Biden. Happy Thursday to you. On Vibe, sorry, Vive Cable, Oklahoma and Texas. And on TDS Cable, they're big, just so you know. Okay. They're like Rogers, it would yeah. say. TDS Cable, we are airing in 
Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, New York, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I love so it. there you go. That's great. Those are all the states. Of what are we we're missing? I, I need a target. Okay. What are we you missing? You know what Ryan, our technical producer, said about the states missing? They don't matter. Ooh. That's very good. I'm with Ryan on that one. That's so that, hey, right out of the gate, you never know what you're going to get. So let's hit it with the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. Thanks for sitting through all of that. Um, number one, again, these are of importance to me, the show host of the Rod Peterson Show. So here we go. Number one, the Regina bubble. News breaking from Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet in Toronto. He is, last I checked, still the host of the Memorial Cup coverage, is he not? Mm-hmm. I'm usually at the game, so I don't always watch them on TV. So Jeff Merrick tweeting last night that the sweatpants capital will be the bubble for the Western Hockey League return to play for the East Division. Yeah, we all got excited. And then the Winnipeg Press, uh, Winnipeg Free Press joined the party. My longtime friend Mike Sawatsky, Sow, writing a story on this return. And he interviewed John Paddock. And I was telling you boys this morning in our morning meeting, because you didn't all read it, he kind of led John Paddock in the questioning. Like, is it true that it's going to be in Regina? John's like, well, yeah, it's looking that way, but it's not firm yet. Is it true they're going to stay at the University of Regina? They're going to put all the players up on campus? Well, yeah, it's looking that way. Is it true that it could have been in Brandon and Winnipeg, but they decided for Regina? And John Paddock's like, uh, yeah. Well, we got the Brand Center here and then six sheets of ice right next door at the Eventplex, the cooperators. See where I'm going here? Mm -hmm. So he just kind of led the way. So between Jeff Merrick and the Winnipeg Free Press, all this news is out there. But as I said to you guys this morning, who does it benefit or serve to have Jeff Merrick tweeting this? Because I'm not saying very much. We're all hearing the same things. We talk to the same people. But I'm not saying anything because I don't want to screw it up. When I see Bob McKenzie and Darren Drager and Pierre Lebrun and Elliot Friedman saying things on my screen, I know that's coming from the National Hockey League, and there's a plan behind this, and I don't have a problem with it. It's the NHL's way of getting their info out. How does this serve the Western Hockey League if it's not done yet? Because what we are hearing from all levels of major junior hockey within the teams is there's a ton of red tape that needs to be cleared. This is not a guarantee yet. They do not have a start date. And that's not to say it's not going to happen, but I'm just thinking Dr. Shahab, the province's top medical doctor, what if he's surfing Twitter and following Jeff Merrick and he's like, what? Wait, I didn't approve this. Or am I completely out to lunch? Well, no, but my thought is that if the bubble's been, like if the concept's been approved, then you start chalking off red tape, right? So if the bubble plan is great, then that's cool. Then, you know, the, from that point of view, if the bubble's approved, that doesn't mean that they're playing yet. That just means that the bubble's approved. That means that that's, you know, the plan's a good one. Now we've got to figure out if we can make this plan work in terms of money, getting teams in. But as we heard, still got to get Manitoba on board, right? It's going to be tremendously expensive. It's not going to be cheap. You know, three months, players are going to have to stay for the entire three months. Yeah. If they leave, then you risk, you know, having negative tests when you come back and delaying all of it. So it is a long way from being a sure thing. But I do think, you know, hearing about it is tremendously exciting 
Because what are we thinking about? We might get hockey to watch again, like in the Western League. Oh. We might get to call you and I might get to call some games if we're lucky, you know, because we love being in the booth. I don't know if I'll be able to go on the radio or not, but we're thinking about it. We're excited about it. Everybody's and, excited. And the fans are excited. Well, and maybe there was a plan to Jeff Merrick tweeting this, and that's great. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just wondering who it serves. I would just like to wait until that news conference when they sit there and say, we're playing and here's the details. And that hasn't happened yet, but it's, Again, it's our number one quick six show topic, so oh, yeah. it's got everybody talking, and we're all excited. We're just hoping for the best. Okay, moving on. Not as much time will be spent on this, but point two, COVID, uh, COVID chaos in the National Hockey League. There are currently four teams that are under COVID suspension right now. Minnesota, New Jersey, Buffalo, and the Vegas Golden Knights. And I mean, Brian Burke, I think, said it best of anybody last night. Burke is like... His biggest fear is that teams will make the playoffs that didn't play the full 56 games. Because he's like, you already have a condensed schedule as it is. The Vegas Golden Knights haven't played since early last week. Where are they going to put these? get these games in? So my other thinking on that is, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Everybody wants it to be totally perfect. But will it be totally perfect? Nothing's perfect right now. So if a team gets in... Based on winning percentage, because they've played less games, I could live with it. Yeah. Could you live with it? Yeah. I think we could all live with it, Absolutely. Berkey. Uh, well, here's, here's how fast things roll. Point three, Charleston Hughes gets released by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Wednesday. We did an Instagram live interview, live from a sushi house yesterday. I saw that. Which was cool. Thank you, Charleston, for, uh, for doing that. And then this morning, I'm going through the drive through at Tim Hortons. This is my first shot of coffee because later I'll dabble into the uh, – in hour two, I'll get into the caliber coffee. But I got a call this morning. Guy said, are you able to tweet right now? And I'm like, why? He goes, uh, Charleston Hughes has just signed with the Toronto Argonauts. Okay, I'll call you back. Pull aside. Put on the hazards. Yeah. Tweet it, and then I called the dude back, and we chatted for a while. Charleston Hughes is a Toronto Argonaut. You heard it here first, and now it's national news. Do you want to spend a minute on that, or do we move yeah, on? No, absolutely. Okay, so I well, we all have. If you're into it, and for our American viewers that don't know, I, I would think that you would. Charleston Hughes is the. Am I wrong in saying the Aaron no. Donald, J.J. Watt of the CFL? He's the biggest pass rushing star in the Canadian Football League. Yeah. Saskatchewan Rough Riders released him yesterday over money they couldn't find an agreement, and the Toronto Argonauts were very happy to swoop in and pick him up. And now he's in Argo. That didn't take long. That's my read on it. What's yours? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Charleston has kind of alluded to the fact that he's there's more to this story. There's more he wants to say, but it's not the right time. He's tweeting on a, you know, hour-by-hour basis. It is interesting to see, you know, is $15,000 or whatever the reported numbers are at the end of the day, it, it, it just doesn't, it feels like it's more than about money. That's all. It just, you know, reading the tea leaves from, you know, Twitter and, and the fans, they're upset. They all think it's about money. But at the end of the day, um, if you, again, I say, if you want things to happen, if you want to do things, you find ways oh, yeah. to do them, right? If both sides want to be here, they'll find a way to do it. If Charleston wants to be here and Jeremy O'Day and the Riders want to have him here, they'll find a way. Money won't be an obstacle, right? 
It's not like they were going to pay him less than hundred grand, or Well, and that's why when we were talking with Charleston, he was in this building. He's been in this building every day for the last week. And I'm like, if you've got to twist their arm to make this it. happen, then there's no point, Chucky. And he knew that. Yeah. Because if you get them to overpay, life's going to be miserable every day. Yeah. And you just get let's it's not it's not the end of the world. It's like when you have your own value as a person and a player or a broadcaster or a doctor or a fireman and your employer doesn't see your worth, it's time to go. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And this is where it is with Charleston Hughes. But you mentioned they'll find a way. This is where I admire the Western Hockey League governors and owners because they're doing this for their players' benefit to get them out onto the ice. They're, they're going to lose money either way. They're doing this for the players and their staff. I admire that the most out of anybody. Yeah. So I'm really praying that it comes together. By the way, Kurt Jones tweeting us, Hey, Rod Peterson, how about a quick shout-out for the Dinsmore Memorial Arena vying for the honor of being Kraft Hockeyville. Sign in and support our cause at Dynamos SHC. Dinsmore Memorial Arena. Will this be the year? Saskatchewan has never won Kraft Hockeyville. Never. We were the only Western Canadian town, Pence, last year, and we still couldn't win it. Will this be the year? Dinsmore? Oh, I hope so. Who won it last year? Totlandburg, Nova Scotia or something like that? I think so. Tillotsville. I gotta we gotta go back and look at Somewhere it up. in the Maritimes. And yeah. it's not that we're look, we got all this reaction from the Maritimes and this very week. deserving. Very deserving. But you look at but, the impact that Saskatchewan has on the NHL. Yeah. Right? Can we please just win? One, just once. One year. Moving on, point four. The NLL canceled its season. And <clears throat> I've written here in brackets comparisons. The NLL canceled its season. It sucks. I'm a Saskatchewan Rush season ticket holder. He's been on the Rush broadcast, both radio and television. You've been on the league broadcast. Yep. I'm just as a fan thinking it sucks because one of my most cherished things in life is jumping in a car or a party bus and going to Saskatoon to watch the Rush. So I'm down in the dumps over that. But people are saying, well, if the NLL thinks they can survive two years, which it is two years, by the way, that's two, two championships not handed out. Makes me think the CFL will will last. No, I'm sorry. You don't understand. They're totally different. For most people in the NLL, for the players, it's their second job. We all know that. They make twenty five thousand. It's like a thousand a game is what those guys are making. Charleston Hughes makes about ten thousand a game. Just to look at the difference. So the NLL can they can mothball. Their staffs are very small. Their staffs have long had other jobs, so they're fine. In the Canadian Football League, they're just that much higher than the NLL where that this is their whole career. This is their whole life for a lot of people in the CFL. It's, it's not easy for the NLL to mothball themselves, but it's easier. Fair? Oh, yeah. But I did get a message this morning from the, well, from within side the Canadian Football League that it is looking very positive that they are going to find a way to play but you gosh I would hope over the last 10 months you're taking some time to sit and just really look at these leagues and the difference in how they operate like the NFL and the CFL and the NHL and the MLB they don't none of them are the same none of them are the same for the longest time of my life I thought they were too but are you realizing now why and how they're not so you can't compare the NLL and the CFL and for that matter the Western Hockey League, junior hockey, they're not paying the players. This is what makes it far easier. They're still subjected to all the same testing. They will be. 
right? But yeah. not having a payroll of $5.5 million makes a huge difference. 6.5, whatever it is now. Huge difference. Anyways, moving on. And I got to speed up here. This is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NFL. Point five, there are eight NHL games tonight, and they include Ottawa at Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, and Calgary at Winnipeg. Those are your Scotia North Division big games. Biggest one I'll be watching is Jets-Flames. Biggest one you'll be watching is Leafs-Canucks. That's right. Between the two of us, we got it all covered. We got it covered. And point six, they called it an outburst last night as much as Paul Maurice could have an outburst. That's what um, Jennifer Botterill said on on uh, Sportsnet that it, was an, it wasn't an outbreak. He never raised his voice. But who was the Winnipeg reporter? Can you Winnipeg viewers tell me, please? And you're going to have to text because we don't have a live comment feed for me to see today. Te- who was the Winnipeg reporter that went after Blake Wheeler for a lazy back check? Really? Clark's telling me in my ear it's our buddy Sean Reynolds. Oops. By the way, Sean Reynolds, somebody feed that boy. Look a little thin. <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> Almost gaunt. Or get a haircut. What are the t- his hair looks top heavy. He's got so much hair. Looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Very good looking guy. Why do you think I've grown it up? <laughs> Makes you look thinner. Yeah. And it was it Reynolds. Ooh. Anyways. Uh, I'm not trusting your source. <laughs> Somebody in Winnipeg tell me who went after Blake Wheeler because it doesn't sound like something to me that Sean Reynolds would do. It sounds like something that a lot of other Winnipeg reporters would do. But I love that Paul Maurice said this. He said, if you're going to criticize, whatever, you're going to say what you're going to say, at least be right. You had the wrong guy. Did you see the clip? Yeah. It was a 30 to 45 second rant by Paul Maurice. We're 6-3-1, and one, and you're going to criticize this? Okay. Yeah, well, that's, you know? that's, no, he's like, I'm not buying it. That's the media. And media aside, Twitter has literally ruined sports for me. Like, if you want to delete your account, life will get a lot better. I don't want to delete my account, but everybody wants to be Scotty Bowman on Twitter, from Joe Sixpack to Johnny Blogger to, and it's ruined sports. Just enjoy it. Why do you got to nitpick every bloody thing? Can you just, and, and, and prove how much of an expert you are when 99% of the time you're wrong? We'll be back with Ted Govea. Woo, sir. Is Ted ready? <laughs> Okay, awesome. Ted Govea, the assistant GM of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. When we come back, you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. We've got breaking news out out of the Canadian Football League this morning. They're telling me that the Edmonton football team has brought back offensive lineman Sir Vincent Rogers. Friend of the program, star offensive tackle, really good guy. And it's a great time to bring in the assistant general manager of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Ted Govea, who's been in that role since 2013, Argos before that, and then highly successful in uh, junior football and uh, university. Ted joining us today. How you doing, Ted? 
Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Good to chat football with you, sir. Where are you joining us from today, by the way? Are you in the peg? Oh, no. I, I'm in southern Ontario. I, I flew back on Saturday, and I've been in quarantine ever since. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with somebody. I've been locked up for five days. <laughs> It's well, it's a good time to talk CFL football, too, by the way. And I'm not going to get too, too in depth in the comings and goings and that kind of thing. But I do want to ask a couple things that maybe you could just you know shed some light on for CFL fans across the country. This one week sure. prior negotiation window that's new, how you feel about that? And then I want to get into the virtual draft and, and, and or sorry, the virtual combine and that kind of thing that's coming up. But how's it changed business? this week prior window that we have now to free agency? Well, I, I think there's a little more transparency. Um, you know, I think it's it's a, still a relationship-based business. So, you know, people talk all the time. We talk with agents all the time. And so you're exchanging information and following shows to gather information. But it hasn't changed a whole lot, you know. Yeah. Well, and so the movement that's gone on now uh, with the, you know, the salary cap and the constraints of the CFL. Have you been surprised by these moves or Ted, have you been around the CFL long enough that nothing surprises you anymore? Well, you know, I, I think this situation's unique as you know, Rod, that uh, I think the impact of COVID on not only the CFL and sports, but you know, concerts, entertainment, all kinds of businesses have been affected. So am I surprised that we've had to do things to uh, that make sense responsibly and financially, that impact people? Not at all. I, I think that's what needed to be done. And yes, it hurts and, and it stings, but that's that's where we're at. Yeah, that's the nature of the business. I was just thinking the other day, what does COVID have against sports and entertainment? What did we do to COVID? Because it's just no, ruining what we love yeah. so much or, or, or hurting it so much. But by the way, I was talking to Murph the other day, and he said he saw you at the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile. How was that, Ted? Well, it was awesome. I, I, I wanted to get on the road. You know, I, I usually spend about 100 days on the road every year, and this year I haven't. So, I, you know, with all the draft picks that were going to be at those the two events that I went to, I, I just felt it was time to, to, to get out and, and get back to what I needed to do. But I was careful. Yeah, no kidding. Well, what was it like? being at the Reese's Senior Bowl. just I had to listen to it on the radio because I was on the road myself, and it sounded wonderful, but how was it different from past Senior Bowls? Well, it was, it was wonderful to be out. They, they moved it through, to a different stadium, to South Alabama, that uh, I had spent some time to at, uh, you know, when it was just a grass field, so I loved seeing what they did with the facilities there. Uh, the environment was good, but it was different. I mean, people were distancing and it was a little harder to get into things. Uh, it's a bit of a ghost town um, in terms of the social part. You know, a lot of it's networking and talking to agents and connecting with people. So that part didn't exist uh, uh, to most to a big degree. But the player part was great. The players are always good. And you get a chance to see them compete live and to have three Canadian kids going in there and, and competing against the best in the NCAA, to me, was, was way worth it. It was excellent. Well, we had Chris Jones on the air last week. I don't know if it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was yep. raining. And he had mentioned how all of what you normally would have done for scouting was done virtually that way. And, Ted, I, I don't know if you know, my dad worked in the NHL as a scout for 26 years. I got a pretty good idea how the scouting business goes. And a lot of what you guys want to do is face-to-face, -face, measuring guys, right? Sitting, seeing how much hair is on their knuckles, how big are their hands, that kind of thing. 
So yes, you haven't been able to do that for a long time. What was it like at the Senior Bowl? Well, we were not allowed to participate in the weigh-ins and the measurable parts. Uh, you know, but you got to remember, I'm at the Senior Bowl, so usually I'm going to have to wait a long time to, to get my hands on one of those players anyway. So by the time I get him, you know, all those things don't really matter. He's been playing pro football. I got a pretty good idea of where he's at, and I'll get the pro day numbers and everything else from other people. So that part wasn't important to me. The important thing was seeing the compete level and drills, um, watching these Canadian kids go against other great players and trying to project where they're going to fit on a CFL field. It's great. When they're doing drills and it's best on best, it beats game film any day. So I loved it and took advantage of every minute we had. It was excellent. Ted Govea is the assistant general manager of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Now just flip that, if you don't mind, to you're back in Canada. We have not had U sports for a year. My heart yeah. just, uh, it's broken for the seniors. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and those Canadians at NCAA have this competitive imbalance, right? You saw the scouting bureau rankings when they came out. They're all NCAA guys. So can you talk about for the fans of the CFL that don't really understand about this draft coming up this spring and the combine, how this has affected things? Well, I think from a, from a scouting perspective, uh, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is there's, there's more eliminating people than qualifying people. At some point, you're qualifying people, but, you know, being able to see people live and in action, you, you get an idea on demeanor and interaction and, and how they are with the game on the line and the level of competition they're playing against. You can see that with your eyes if you've been doing it for a long time. So not having the ability to do that is hard. It's harder to eliminate people. And, you know, let's face it, Rod, everybody looks good when they put together their best 20 clips on a highlight reel with some funky music and send it to you. And they, they played 500 snaps of football that season. So, you know, it's, it's harder to eliminate and, and the job, you, you got to work harder at it and longer at it. Yeah, I well, think that would be the major change. Oh, I know. And, and, and here's the thing. I had GMs and assistant GMs in the CFL telling me last year when you guys had to do the draft virtually, they're like, we're not going to get a pass here if we screw up this draft because of COVID. And, you know, that was when I first started. Like, you've seen Doc Rivers get fired because they couldn't win in the bubble. And, uh, and the, Todd Reardon, the coach of the Washington Capitals, nobody's getting a pass, Ted. You guys must be talking about that amongst yourselves. You, gotta, you still got to have good drafts. We always have to have good drafts. But, you know, Rod, we, we've got a lot of continuity in our building. And, you know, when we go out and see these kids, I'm not just writing up the seniors. I'm writing up every player there. You know, there's – if I go to practice and there's 80 kids, I'm not watching 80. I got a pretty good idea before I get there who I need to watch. And I've been doing it a while. A lot of the guys coaching now I played for me or I coached. So those relationships and stuff will point you in the right direction. You need to do the work. But I'm confident that we'll be prepared, regardless, you know, irregardless of the situation. We'll be ready to go. And and we've already got a list. We've been working at it for, for years. So, oh, I bet. You know, we'll get through it. It's not ideal, but it's not an excuse not to, to do the job. Well, the main thing is to get into camp, get on the field, and get playing. And, and lastly, uh, Ted, we got a few minutes left. Murph said to sure. me, he's like, he goes, Govea would be great. Just ask about what he knows, and he'll go on. So I got one for you. You got a couple of yeah. great cup. Yeah, well, every great cup rings – you love them all. They're like your kids. <laughs> they were, as yeah. you know, they, they, they literally are. But you got a couple of real special ones. 2012, the 100th yeah. Grey Cup in Toronto. 
I was there. Yeah. It was awesome. And then 2019 with the Blue Bombers. Yeah, 2019 with the Blue Bombers. I won't ask you which one's better because it's unfair. But talk about why they're special uh, to you. Well, you know, obviously your first one's always special. I'm sure you remember your first ones. Uh, they mean a lot, right? Uh, you know, at that time, you know, I worked with some really, really good people, guys that I learned a lot from, and Steinhauer and Osh and Parker and Chris Jones. And, you know, I'd been coaching there for a couple of years and to get into the personnel side and see those guys kind of bring it all together. You know, I learned a ton. So, you know, I loved it. It was at home. I'm from Toronto, or, or at least that area. And if you were there, then you'd remember it was it was pretty electric. Um, the one in Winnipeg, uh, you know, that's, you know, it, it's a long time later. So maybe it was more relief than, than joy. You know, I, I was just listening that, you know, everything built over the years. We're close. We're close. And to get it. And I think that win was more relief. But. At the end of the day, you get to a point in your career where you're you're more looking around, seeing how happy you know the players are and how how you know our equipment man are just you know been there forever and see him get up there on the stage and do it or or Jake Thomas raise the cup when you know you know he's been there for a decade. I think you're more celebrating watching other people with the pleasure they're getting at this stage in the game than you are necessarily you know, thumping your own chest. Although I do appreciate Murphy propping me up like that. <laughs> well, Murph, yeah, so I said, what do I need to ask Govia? And he's like, just ask him whatever. He Just ask him what he knows, and he'll go. Yeah, which, which sure. would, Yeah, and well, same with Murph. <laughs> Jones always called him press play. Just press play on Murph. <laughs> which yeah. I, I'll never forget. But that's the thing with Bombers Argos. Like, it was for you 10 seasons between Grey Cups. But for Winnipeg, yep. it was 30 so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, a bit of an unfair question to ask, but yeah, because they both mean a lot, but I get what it means more to the city, and it would be Winnipeg by a mile. But Ted, uh, we do have to run. I appreciate the chat, and for all the CFL fans watching, there's a face of a guy behind the scenes that makes the CFL go, and if you're supporting the CFL, it's guys like Ted. Ted, thanks for the time. Thanks for your time, and congrats on the show. I really enjoy it. Appreciate it, man. Okay, well, let's, let's bring yeah. you on again soon. Sounds good. Ted Govea, the assistant general manager of the Great Cup champion, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Can't forget about that. No, he can't. It's been a while. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back with a sports update, a CFL report. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. Shout out Winnipeg. Hey. I got to the bottom of it. I've been sworn to secrecy, but I asked somebody in Winnipeg, who was Paul Maurice singling out for being on Blake Wheeler's butt, the, the Jets captain? The report I got was, everybody in Winnipeg, not one single reporter, I guess everybody's been on Wheeler, for a slow start for the 6-3-1 and one Jets. So it wasn't, <laughs> Maurice had just had enough. He said, slow, slow start, 11 points in 10 games. 
What? I know. Are you kidding? Oh, I know. This is a day where I'm, it's unfortunate that our viewer comments are down for us internally because I can't see what anybody's writing here. And I'll have to log into YouTube. You think it's okay for a squirrel like me to go to YouTube, to Facebook, to here, to there. But it's really not. I know. It's kind of difficult. Becomes a little bit of a thing. Speaking yeah. of Winnipeg, um, just, you know, we were at the Landmark, you know, in Regina with our, uh, with our staff. And we saw, Landmark we, Cinema. We yes. saw the ad, the Landmark Cinemas. You know where they have Landmark Cinemas? And they may start All seeing your Winnipeg. face. All over Winnipeg. Yeah. And mainly Winnipeg and Brandon. Nice. Two of the bigger centers. So that's cool. We'll be infecting more Manitoban minds <laughs> with the crazy stuff we put on the screen. Sorry about that. Sports update. Check the YouTube feed, by the way, the comment section. Sports update. David Pasternak and Patrice Bergeron found a way to get two points for the Boston Bruins on the road. Pasternak had a hat trick in regulation and then assist on Bergeron's winner as the Bruins came from behind to beat the Philly Flyers 4-3 in overtime and cut a hot. Had another meltdown in the Flyers' crease. Did you see he's like broke his stick in Uh. three pieces on the crossbar? I'm thinking it was funny once, Kata. Yeah. Philly gets to goalies. Philly something. The National Hockey League announced that five additional Minnesota Wild players are being added to the COVID-19 protocol list, and the team's games will be postponed at least through Tuesday, February 9th. The NHL now has four different teams on COVID pause, the Golden Knights, Devils, Sabres, and Wild. St. Louis Blues general manager Doug Armstrong will be the GM for the Canadian men's team if NHL players participate in the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Canada's management staff for the 2022 Olympics also includes associate general manager Ken Holland of the Edmonton Oilers and assistant GMs Ron Francis of the uh, Seattle Kraken. To the NBA, Paul George made a season-high eight three-pointers and scored 36 points, and the L.A. Clippers found enough energy on tired legs to end a six-game road trip with a 121-99 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kawhi Leonard added 24 points for L.A. The Baltimore Orioles have agreed to sign veteran righty Felix Hernandez to a minor league contract. He won an AL Cy Young Award, two ERA titles, and made six all-star teams over 15 seasons with Seattle before becoming a free agent last offseason. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Book your table for Super Bowl 55. Seating's limited. Visit their website at ballersrecroom.com. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. You are uh, on the YouTube feed. As I, there are more comments from our show account than there is anybody else. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you look like you have something on your mind. Do you over there? No, I just, we need more comments on the YouTube feed. Less of us, more of you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. YouTube Live Daily and Facebook, for me, isn't working today for your comments. So I will need you to text in. Hey, hey, hey! Joe Lazito! Here's the text on the Prairie Mobile text line. Good morning from Long Island. Has getting Andre DuPont on the show ever been discussed? What better way to acquaint Darren with the original Moose than a chat with the man himself? Andre Moose DuPont. Well, Joe Lazito, he's a little before the time of these young punks, but I obviously am familiar with Andre Moose DuPont of the feared Broad Street bullies. 
And your family has uh, spoken with you about Andre Dupont. Oh, yeah. There's no relation, right? I don't think so, but I've never done the ancestry thing. I want to. I want to because there's some wealthy, uh, um, I don't know, uh, DuPonts out there. DuPont so, Racing. The DuPont Racing. Well, the chemical company, obviously, whether you want to be associated with that or not. And then we were in Cuba, and there was a big mansion, and we're on the bus, and they're like, DuPont, that, that you? Right <laughs> over there? Right? The big mansion on the side of the water and stuff? Not us, but maybe. This may or may not surprise you, but I don't want to look into my family tree. Not interested. My mom said that we were related to Jesse James. Whoa. The, the feared... You know, the Old West outlaw. Yeah. But apparently there's a lot of people that lay claim to being related to Jesse James. I'm not sure. But you get deep enough into Yellowstone, you'll realize you don't want to be looking up your birth certificate and, uh, <laughs> and papers. <laughs> oh, we got a YouTube comment. Where, where can I see it? It's going to come on the screen. There it is. Justin Dunk was saying Jeremy O'Day is a big Larry Dean fan and Evan Johnson is coming home. Wonder if that's why we couldn't afford Charleston. Possibly. Everybody's asking where these players are going to go. Where's Almondo Sewell going to go? I heard that he's going to be signing in Winnipeg. I heard Micah Johnson's probably going to land in Winnipeg. And they might have the best D-line in football with Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. If you really want to get serious about this free agency chatter, I'd prefer to talk about, about Yellowstone, to be honest. But. but if you want to bring up those other two names, they're not cheap. No. They're not you know, lesser, you know, paychecks. So it's not about money with Charleston. It's about, do you want him here? Or do you not want him here? Right? If you want him here, he'd be here. If you don't, he's gone. You want other people instead. Well, like you say, those guys don't come cheap. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, people, thank you for responding, by the way, because my Facebook comments are down. And so on the text line, you can reach me here. Ray in the six. Writes in, he says, Hi, Rod, the Argo fans would like to thank our friends from Regina for the best pass rusher maybe in CFL history. If it came down to 15 grand, shame on the riders. Go Argos, Ray in the 416. Ken in Saskatoon says, Googled info average base CFL salary. It's eighty dollars to $85,000. Well, the average base salary of the NLL is 19000 with a max salary of 34k Ken in Saskatoon. Now, again, that's what I'm saying. These are things that we've long known. And maybe we should have been saying these things. I don't know. I mean, the owners of the Rush, very close friends of mine. I'd like to say longtime friends of mine, the Urban family. Not as long as I would have liked. But they took me for breakfast at a Perkins. We had... The scramblers, the pan scramblers, and they broke down the entire finances of the NLL for me. Because they're like, Rod, we know that you, you haven't historically been a big NLL fan. Why would you be? You don't have a team in your province. So I guess this is like three, four years ago. And uh, they broke it all down for me. And we've been thick as thieves ever since. Hey, but, but, but I guess the fans, this is what some people have told me. Some multimillionaire business people have said to me, when I say, you didn't realize the CFL was on life support for decades financially until now? You didn't know? You're a season ticket holder, man. You're in the suites. And they're like, I'm running my own multi-million dollar business. I don't have time to worry about their finances. See what I'm seeing about what people are learning? And the image is good, right? They are, the image looks great. Well, you think about that, right? 
And that's, that's a little bit of that's branding. So, hey, hats off to the CFL. They've done a good job with branding. Clearly, we've done an okay job with branding because Google's telling me with the ads they're putting on my Instagram feed that I should be buying $6,000 watches. <laughs> and I have no business right. buying $6,000 watches. We're going to come right back with uh, viewer takeover. We'll start it early. Coming up on the program today, by the way, Gus Farratt and Brandon London, part of Super Week coverage as we work our way to Super Sunday. Bucks and Chiefs. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, Facebook, and YouTube Live, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is viewer takeover time. we got lots of time for it here on Canada's daytime sports talk show, and we are coming to you from the sweatpants capital out here in Western Canada. Dukes is with me. You can write us at 840-8777. We don't, I don't think, did we announce your gift? No. They're, also, our viewers are migrating over to YouTube. Good. And commenting. So oh, okay. You're on top of that. Uh, so we got a little bit of that uh, starting. Um, Hold it up, please. This came in. Check <laughs> it out. We have gifts. We got gifts. That is Moose. Should we name him? We should name him. Moose. <laughs> what are we going to name him? Moose. Just Moose? That's perfect. He's Moose. That is a rider, hey, Moose. And I appreciate uh, P1 Todd Pinckney yeah. for dropping that off. I love it. It's going to stay somewhere close by all the time. I am now live on a YouTube as well, so here we go. Checking this out. Yeah. Rick Haglund's Mike, moved over. Mick, Michael Willoughby says, with Hughes going to Toronto, he should change his Twitter handle to Sacronto. That's not bad. That's not bad. <sighs> should I go to the CFL report? Yeah, let's Just do that. I'm all over the place. See what I said earlier? This is not great. I got too many phones going. From the 204... Chuck in the peg. Actually, Chuck from the flats in the peg writes in. Okay. Best two-way team live sports show in the house. Sorry about Charleston Hughes. Is he a traitor to the green? You know, if we'd only had a camera on here in the break, but the conversation between you and Clark, you guys were kind of breaking this down as to what's Charleston's place in history and how will this be viewed? Because I'm kind of out. I'm a friend of Charleston. I'm... Uh, ordained member of the Ryder alumni here, kind of felt caught in the crossfire. I do see both sides. You very eloquently answered the question, too. Is Charleston Hughes a traitor in Ryder history? Yeah, no, not a chance. I mean, this happens in business. But again, if you want to do something, you'll find ways to make it happen. If you don't, you'll find reasons not to. You know, and, and, and money right now is being said as a reason that they couldn't agree to terms. So that's just an excuse for, you know, not doing something, right? You don't want to do it. So the two sides didn't want to get a deal done. You know, and I mean, Charleston came on our show and said he wants to be here. He likes Saskatchewan. He's got a business here. He's got things going on. Whether you believe that or not, I mean, you got to read into it and stuff. But the writers, they didn't want to do a deal. Charleston didn't want to, you know, they didn't come together. 
right? It happens. Yeah, it, it absolutely happens. And you know what? It might be great for the Riders. They got well, to make tough decisions all the time. Where, where CFL teams, not just the Riders, are losing some leverage here is guys don't feel grounded to any particular fan base or market. I mean, Charleston loved it here, but for him to pick up and sign with the Argos, not a big deal, as our buddy Biz Nasty says. For Willie Jefferson to pick up and sign in Winnipeg for way more money, not a big deal. They don't care as much about the off-season money you could get speaking on the banquet circuit. Most guys aren't even living here on the off-season anymore. Where's Cody Fajardo been for a year and a half? You a na- year. You nailed it. It, it. The world is smaller than it's ever been before. And your ability to just bing, bing, you know, come into work for a season and, and go back to where home is. They're losing their leverage. Yeah. Uh, back to the text line from the 403. That's Alberta. Anonymous texter says the Argos are signing a lot of great players lately. Could be a major contender if they get in sync as a group. Well, that's the plan. Got a new quarterback there in Nick Fatty Arbuckle. Very talented group of receivers. Figgy in the backfield. From the 7-4-1, that's the Swift Current area. They say uh, Philly has to have patience with Kata Hot. Let him develop like every good goalie. Sorry, man. Not happening. I'm a huge Carter Hart fan. I'm a goalie guy. We got a lot out of that interview earlier this week with Garrick Jones where we agreed. What do he say? Microwave mentality. Yeah. Put it in. Press 30 seconds. Beep. Uh, doesn't work. You don't want to wait no, for. It's getting for the. The good stuff. For the good stuff. And it's getting worse. The pressure to win now is higher and hotter than it's ever been. That comes with the dough, Ramey. Big money, big pressure. Next hour, Pro Bowl NFLer Gus Ferrat from the Huddle Up with Gus podcast and uh, Brandon London from Giants TV, CFL NFL alum. Now 30. Okay. <laughs> so that's it, dupes. Any final thoughts here <laughs> on number one? Here's some names. Here's some names from the YouTube feed. Argotti. Uh, sorry, Argonati. Okay. That sounds like maybe one of the dancers. Yeah. Uh, for the moose, Jaw the Moose. Jaw the Moose. They're coming up with some nicknames here. All right. Anyways, we'll continue that into hour two. We're coming up on Game Plus in hour two. And, of course, here on your favorite digital platform. Stick around. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.